and welcome back to Rewildology, the podcast that explores conservation, travel, and rewilding the planet. I'm your host, Brooke Mitchell Norman, conservation biologist and adventure traveler. All right, everyone, today we are going to explore our first policy episode. Yes, we're going to dive into some policy here. And no, I'm not a trained political scientist. But when I saw the news about today's topic, I had to do a deep dive into what I could find. And then, of course, share with all of you, because why not? So finally, we're getting some positive news out of Washington. And if you're outside of the United States, then maybe you've heard of some of the negative things that have come out of the United States, politically speaking, just some of the really bad stuff. And I'll fully admit that I struggled there for a while and I almost didn't release podcast episodes because I just felt so small in comparison to these big problems, these big real world problems that we are facing. And then one of my really good friends, Dan Hewley, he just reminded me that you all love this podcast and that this is some positive news for you. So thank you, Dan, for getting me through my own personal just... Ugh, just struggles. And, and again, if you are feeling that way too, then just take a break. I actually got off social media there for about a week and I really didn't post on the podcast. The only thing that really happened is I dropped an episode. So again, remember, if you're feeling stressed, then take a break. Trust me, you will feel so much more revived when you come back. And then when you hear good news like today's episode, then you feel like, oh my God, the world isn't ending and our country isn't going to complete shit. So, okay, what is today's episode about? It is about the Recovering America's Wildlife Act, or Raw Wall for short, which I don't know which is easier to say, the whole name or that acronym. So I might go back and forth and you might hear me get super tongue-tied, but okay. So first, let's discuss what the Recovering America's Wildlife Act is, then dive deep into its history and why it's probably the biggest opportunity for conservation in the U.S. in a generation, a century, easily, easily. So first, the long and short of it, the federal government will provide just under $1.4 billion that was with a B, billion dollars to help fund wildlife recovery on state, tribal, and local levels. Essentially, this act will empower local agencies to restore their natural habitats. 1.3 billion will be given to state wildlife agencies and $97.5 million, just under 100 million, to tribal wildlife agencies. And get this, annually. Yes, this would be every year for the foreseeable future that the act would be in place. In addition, 10% of the funds would be reserved for a competitive grant program. Apparently, also, there's been conversation about pairing this act with legislation to end the abuse of conservation easements for tax shelter purposes, which I had no clue this was a thing, but apparently it's a really big problem. And to accomplish this would be through the Charitable Conservation Easement Program Integrity Act, which, yes, that is a complete mouthful. And so I looked this up, and how it would do this is by placing, quote, limitation on tax deduction for qualified conservation contributions made by certain partnerships if the amount of the contribution exceeds 2.5% times the sum of each partner's relevant basis in the partnership. 
let me translate that. Stop people's ability to abuse some pretty great conservation programs set up by the government. Okay, and more exactly, what will this act fund? State agencies across the U.S. have identified around 12,000 plant and animal species that need conservation assistance, as recognized in their federally approved management plans. And I don't know if you caught on a word I just said, but rewind 30 seconds and I said plants. Yes, our threatened green babies will finally be recognized by their conservation need and will be granted assistance accordingly. This is huge, as I haven't found any other legislation that recognizes plants as species deserving help. This bipartisan bill was first introduced July 20th, 2021 by Republican U.S. Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri and Democratic Senator Martin Heinrich, New Mexico, with heroic praise. And I'm happy to report that it is heavily supported by both sides. On June 14th, the House passed the bill 231 to 190, sending it to the Senate, where it is currently being reviewed. If it is passed by the Senate, it will go to the president, who will then either sign it into law or veto it. So yes, this sounds absolutely incredible. Oh my gosh, $1.4 billion is a lot of dough. But I'm sure when you heard that number, you had the same reaction as me. Where the heck is this money coming from? Thankfully, this is not going to be a new tax. Yay, not a new tax. But it's coming from money that is already being generated, but ensuring that it's properly used exclusively for conservation and restoration. Specifically, there is going to be revisions on the Pittman-Robertson Wildlife Restoration Act, which has been the main funding source for wildlife conservation in our country. And before we move on, I want to remind you what the historic Pittman-Robertson Wildlife Restoration Act is. So it was passed in 1937 as a funding source for wildlife conservation of game species and how it was accomplished by putting an excise tax on pretty much all products related to hunting, firearms, and archery. This act has generated billions of dollars for wildlife conservation. And while it has done an insane amount of good, it is just not enough to combat the rapid decline in America's biodiversity. Hunting, fishing, and archery are also declining themselves as hobbies and activities. So where will all the extra money come from? So I kept diving deeper to really understand, and I found this great informational sheet from the Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies, and on it has this, quote, Instead of the funding for the Recovering America's Wildlife Act coming specifically from onshore and offshore energy revenues and fees, as originally planned, it will now come from the general U.S. Treasury Fund. This revision simply eliminates the restriction on the source of revenue, but not the need for dedicated funding, end quote. Okay, cool. After reading this, we are a little bit closer, but still, I do not fully understand at this point where all the money is coming from. I just wanted someone to tell me the money will come from X source. So I continued digging and I found a fantastic article from Project Upland, which is a responsible hunter's magazine. And the author sat down with Senator Martin Heinrich, which was one of the bill's authors. And in it, he said funding would come from, quote, court cases where there is a natural resource damage nexus, end quote. Or in other words, when a company is sued for causing damages to the country's natural resources, the settlement money would go to this specific fund. 
genius, right? Since these different funding sources are legally bound to be spent only on the three funds created through this act, the U.S. Treasury has to ensure that state and tribal governments receive this promised money. This is why the bill has received so much support from both parties. It won't introduce new taxes and it will make better use of funds already being collected by the government. So yes, all of this sounds absolutely fantastic. And I think that it's good to remind us why this matters because Again, with all the major issues that are coming out in other parts of the world from a conservation standpoint, I think it's good to remember what is actually happening here in the United States. And if you're abroad, then you have a good idea of what's happening here as well. So check out these statistics from the National Wildlife Federation. And again, these are kind of depressing and I'm sorry, but statistics are statistics. So roughly one third of America's wildlife species are at some degree of elevated risk of extinction. Over 1,600 U.S. species are listed as threatened or endangered on the Endangered Species Act. More than 150 U.S. species have already gone extinct. And around 500 additional species have not been seen in recent decades, which sadly means they're probably extinct. Ugh, yeah, that's so much. And then to break it down even further, one-third bird species in North America are in urgent need of conservation action. More than 40% of freshwater fish are at risk in North America. Approximately 42% of amphibian species are threatened or declining in the United States. 33% of turtles are threatened and 5% of other reptiles are threatened. Of the roughly 800 butterfly species in the United States, 17% are known to be at risk of extinction. But scientists are pretty sure this is a very low estimate since there isn't enough information on many native butterfly species. More than one quarter of North American bumblebee species are facing some degree of extinction risk. I promise we're almost done. An estimated 18% of bat species are at risk with an additional 13% potentially at risk. And overall, 70% of freshwater mussels in North America are already extinct or imperiled. Woo! That kind of makes you want to puke, right? Or just throw up your hands and move to an isolated piece of land to never deal with reality again. Trust me, I deal with this thought all the time, and you probably have too if you work in this field. But thankfully, RAWA can help turn around this narrative and give America's conservationists the assistance they need to finally make a difference for our natural areas. So shifting focus to the future, what could this act look like in practice? Well, one, it would equal job growth in wildlife and ecological restoration, plus new opportunities for outdoor recreation and the associated jobs which this should really perk up your ears if your work is related to these fields in any way. Also, it would mean security for fish and wildlife departments and enough money to finally make real change. Additionally, if and when this goes into effect, it'll be difficult to reverse without another lengthy review process. I mean, let's be honest, it probably will be tweaks because it's so rare that things are just one and done in the government but it hopefully will not be derailed after established. So in summary, what are my thoughts? If you care to know. Well, I am cautiously optimistic and here's why. 
This could be an absolute game changer for conservation in our incredibly biodiverse country. Which I think I forgot to mention before, funding would not only be for state and tribal land, it would also be for the territories too in Hawaii. So anything that is under the U.S.'s control would be eligible for funding. This includes Guam, Puerto Rico, all 50 states, just everywhere. Super exciting. Also, if this would go into law, it would mean mandatory funding for tribal wildlife agencies and decentralized management. AKA the people that know their natural areas the best are going to be the ones formulating and implementing management plans. The goal of this act is to recover our wildlife so well that the federal government never has to step in, which should really excite you because we don't want the federal government managing these things. We do want state and local areas since again, we know our land the best. Also, this is supported by both political parties. And as I was doing a ton of research into this episode, I found so much support from people from all backgrounds, hunters, biologists, environmental policymakers, anybody who cares about North America's wildlife, I pretty much found support on their websites. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this before. On the flip side, why I'm cautiously optimistic is with all the recent political instability that's gone on in our country and with women's reproductive rights and gun policies, gun violence, so many very important things that we need to get ironed out, will this actually make it to the president's table? It still has to get through the Senate and it still has to get to President Biden before this will be put into law. And we also don't know when that timeline will be. And like every other bill or anything else that's put to our government, will lobbyists try to get in the way or businesses that take advantage of the conservation easements that I mentioned earlier? I don't know. We, we just don't know. But again, I, I, I will admit that maybe I'm just a little bitter after everything that's happened. Maybe I haven't fully recovered from the shockwave of everything that's come out of the Supreme Court recently. I'm not 100% sure, but... I am incredibly optimistic that if this act will go into place, then we can finally make some serious change in our country for the better. Well, all right, everyone. So that was fun. That was what I have for today's episode on Recovering America's Wildlife Act. And now that I've put this on my radar and hopefully all of your radars, I plan on tracking this as it moves through the Senate and hopefully to the president's table. And then I plan on giving future updates, whether that be in another full episode or whether that might just be a little introduction into a future episode. But I promise that I will not let you all stay in the dark on what happens with this very important act. If you have any thoughts about this act or know any additional facts that I did not find or did not go into in this episode, reach out, let me know, email at hello at rewildology.com or post in the Rewildologist Facebook group. That is a fantastic place to have discussions about these really important topics. And on that, don't forget to follow the podcast on all of your favorite social media apps. The podcast main platform is Instagram. So just go over there and chat, comment on a post, DM me, anything that you would like. Again, I love to chat with all of you. And if you ever want to support the podcast, just sign up at rewatalgy.com for the newsletter and stay up to date with all of the brand new exciting things that the podcast is going to be announcing very soon. 
But again, thank you so much for listening today. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we will move forward on recovering America's Wildlife Act. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode of Rewildology. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button to never miss a future episode. Do you have a cool environmental organization, travel story, or research that you'd like to share? Let me know at rewildology.com. Until next time, friends, together we will rewild the planet.